down. Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. Go for that crown, bitch. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we are talking about the 20th episode of Vinland Saga entitled Crown. Uh, and in this episode, Knut talks to his daddy about his daddy issues. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not that far off. Yeah. So... We start the episode with a scene with Floki and his men, and Floki's, like, panicking. He's like, oh, shit, what do you mean? Like, that's literally like a give-me-my-brown-pants moment. What do you mean Thorkel has switched sides again? What do you mean Canute is commanding Thorkel and Askeladd? What is going on? I also love the little. I, I, I love the little look that Askeladd gives Floki when he shows up. Like, I lived, bitch. <laughs> yes, that was a very uh, funny scene. I enjoyed that. And then, like, Canute walked up to Floki and is giving him the coldest stare. Like, bitch, I know you are going. You are like preparing to murder me. Don't you dare. Again, I, I said it in the last episode where we talked about this. Just replace that stare with the line, bitch, please. Yes. Canute is a sassy queen <laughs> that we stan. But see, but see, he's sassy in a way where he doesn't even have to say anything. It's just the look he gives. is just It just says, bitch, please. This is more of a bitch no. <laughs> bitch down. <laughs> yeah. Bitch GTFO, but yes, we love Canute's uh, expressions. Um, but after he gets past Floki and gets into the main army's camp, uh, he starts like delegating tasks to all of his f- newfound followers. Um, and it's honestly a pretty interesting change of pace for the show. Because we're basically done with the gallivanting with uh, Ascalad. Yeah, that's his name. Ascalad's <laughs> crew arc. One of these and days now- you're going to get all these names right. No. And now- listen, they're all related. <laughs> that's my defense. There's going to be um, a plot twist that Ascalad is actually... Um, is actually Thorfinn's mother, and Helga is actually Thorfinn's father, and Thor's is actually okay. No, hold the when fucking I- <laughs> phone. What? <laughs> but okay, no. Back to the actual episode. Um, yeah. So it's a diff- uh, interesting change of pace. Apparently, we're starting the um fight for the throne arc? Question mark. Um, there's definitely a power shift. Askeladd is no longer the big bad of the show. Well, I don't, I'm not big bad. He's certainly not the, the big badass in charge anymore. I meant like the head honcho. He's no longer the head honcho. Uh, Canute has taken the role of, uh, main, 
honestly main character i think knut has is now the central character of this arc it seems um, I, I like how clearly thorfinn is supposed to be the main character in this arc that we've that we're seeing throughout this season uh but he's the one that gets the least amount of attention sometimes girl you can't give the bratty children all the attention or they'll just get brattier <laughs> you have to let them stew and pout and stare at the wall over in the corner and they'll finally grow out of their phase which thor what's his name thorfinn 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 is clearly still in his pouting phase. Um, But, like, literally, they animate that pout so (laughs) defined. He is having a lot of anger issues. But he's still still back talking to Canute, like, I don't answer to no one. I just imagine, like, you know what, I'm not going to say this. But anyways, Thorfinn is a sassy child that needs to be reared. Um... And Canute is clearly up to the task of rearing. Uh, uh, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant by that. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, you said it, not me. But, yes. Uh, new power dynamics. Uh, sh- shift of the central character. Shift of, like... like It seems like we're going to be doing less fighting and more political more conniving less fighting more conniving yes uh that so i mean i'm perfectly fine with this shift of pace um the plot is clearly developing really juicily and i am all for a game of thrones moment with this uh fight against king swine so yeah i'm really looking forward to what this arc will bring us um so another interesting moment that we have in this episode is uh Canute pondering over the almighty god as he has been pondering in previous episodes uh uh so he says that uh he does n- he will not forgive god for all the terrible things that have happened while God has just been idly watching, and then he makes this like frowny face, and <laughs> that was quite a face. It was I love the the attention to detail on that unhappiness, um, and in that same sort of pondering session, he says a very, uh, very standout line that we don't need heaven nor its trials any longer. Our paradise is on earth. And he's referring to the paradise he's going to make by becoming a benevolent ruler. So, I mean... As many dictators have said before. Yes, I was about to say that's very uh, egotistical, very uh, self-righteous. But also, I mean, it's a very interesting character to watch. So, I'm liking his passion, his... Determination. I also like how his this entire like monologue that he goes on spouting all of this is sort of uh, instigated by them walking through this little the village um, of Gainsborough, and he he looks up and he sees a crucifix on top of a building. Like that's what pre- pre- precipitates all this. Mm-hmm. It's like 
but he has to look up to it. It's just like, and it's looking down on him, and he's like, <laughs> I need to be up there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Um, I, th- I mean, sure that's, that's the way have... the shot is framed. Like, you see him with it looking up at the crucifix that's on top of the building. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll have um, miniature statuettes of him replacing the crucifixes <laughs> soon enough. Most dictators <laughs> do. <laughs> Um, and then he ends this sort of scene with saying that he'll become a demon to achieve this perfect paradise that he plans, um, which sounds very Machiavellian, sounds very Lelouch, very Code Geass. I mean, it, it's almost identical to a line in Machiavelli's The Prince, so... Yes, which is Italian. Yes. So anachronistic. No, I'm joking. But... <laughs> But um, it's very like anti-hero anime, which I'm into, uh, and I definitely am even more uh, interested in Canute as a character. So I'm really liking. I'm really um, liking this storytelling technique, where like apparently we're like shifting between a main character for each arc. Because before we had Asklad and he got a, a shit ton of development. And now we're getting Canoe and he's getting a shit ton of development. And I'm really liking this, all this, uh, all this exposition that we're getting for Canute, uh, even more so than Asklad. So interesting storytelling. Love this new, uh, badass Canute. He's not just sassy. He's apparently also a bitch. I guess that's the same thing. Oh, well. It certainly is with you. What? He's a. Uh, he's not only a bitch. He's a bad bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> we love we love a bad bitch uh, at Anime Club After Dark. <laughs> so now on to <laughs> because it's hosted by one. Um, <laughs> I didn't, see, and now I don't know who you're talking about. Are you talking about hosting this one? Because I usually host episodes. <laughs> We don't talk about that. Uh, so, so, the main uh, part of this episode was Canute's audience with King Swine, which was a hella tense uh, encounter. Mm. I definitely loved the atmosphere that was created by the cinematography and everything. Uh, definitely had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, that's something that happen. I definitely want to talk about, though. It's like, from the second they enter this building where the king is to the moment they leave, there's so much tension, and almost all of it can be attributed to the amazing cinematography of this scene. Like, there's so many low angles. There's so many, like, uh, shots that are in shadow. It's so good. It's so good. And, and it's also helped by, like, the amazing voice acting that's being done in this scene. Mm-hmm. The voice actors choose their words very carefully. It's very quiet. It's very dark. It's um, there's a lot of close-ups on expressions. There's a lot of like nonverbal communication. There's a lot of subtext. It's like I'm saying this, but I do I mean that I'm going to kill you if you say it wrong. There's also and a lot then, of close-ups of eyes in this. Uh, yes, you gotta look at those look at those balls <laughs> in your head. <laughs> and it, it, I thought it was also they, they set it up really well because immediately upon entering the scene 
Askeladd and um, Thorfinn realize that this is an ambush. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's his name? Canute. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> Canute One says, <laughs> the person who draws this sword first loses. So I'm like, ooh, tense scene. It's like a battle of the minds and also swords. Uh, love, love the political intrigue. Um, so also add to the actual content of the scene um an interesting concept that is brought up is that king swine says that the crown has a will of its own apparently and i don't know how you interpreted this so <laughs> alex so there there's a part of me that when the when I, this was uttered my my immediate thought was oh so the crown in by itself represents power like the person who wears the crown has the power right and Mm -hmm. like there what i what i took away from that is him saying that you can become a king and you can wear this crown for noble deeds but eventually what it's going to do is turn you into someone who just does whatever it takes to get something done regardless of what you know may be the right thing to do so you morally the right thing to the do. The power will get to his head. I'm, yeah, like essentially the absolute power corrupts. I don't know if that actually applies here because doesn't that mean you use the power for your own like personal uh wants? But I think King Swine is saying that the power has its own wants that are not mine. <laughs> Because if King Swine, if the power corrupts for King Swine, he would keep his children all alive. He would do what he wants. But the crown has its own will. The crown does what it wants. I don't know. The crown that, that, is telling me to kill all my children. That, that's kind of how I took it. Um, I thought it was just a really, it, it was an interesting way to put it. I mean, most people would just say that, you know, a crown, f- f- definitely a crown represents power. But it, what mm-hmm. do people do with that power? Because different people react to power in very different ways. Yes. But a lot of people who have power for a very long time eventually always do the wrong thing. Interesting. Um, I see what you're saying. And I also agree that the the use of the way they said it was very uh very intriguing, very creative. I enjoyed their metaphor, question mark. Um I think it's more like not that he does the wrong thing or a bad thing because the power gets to him. I interpreted it more like he has to do what the people expect him to do. And like by the people, that means like his retainers, his army, his citizens, his country. What's best for them is not necessarily best for King Swine personally. So I think that's what he was trying to say, but it was very ambiguous. You can interpret it like many different ways, um, which is um, not necessarily a bad thing. I definitely like how vague it was, um, but that's how I saw it. And um, which kind of makes sense in the way that I think he'd want, I think he wants to kill 
Canute because he thinks that Canute would not be good for the country, allegedly. I'm not entirely sure. That's what I... Mm, that's what I'm currently hypothesizing. Mm. Um, but then Asglad convinces uh, Swine that Canute is good for the country. So Swine's like, fine. Fine. You are good for the country. So the crown tells me not to kill you. Well, then- it's... It's almost, I would say slightly say it slightly different. It's not necessarily that Asclad is saying that um, uh, keeping him alive is the right thing to do. It's that killing him now will make him look bad in the eyes of his people. Ah, that is another way to look at it, which actually might make more sense because I'm pretty sure King Swine still wants to kill Canute. Yeah. But I'm, also, I'm saying what that, that, that's what I got from how Askeladd said what he said. It's like, you know, you, maybe you want to kill him and maybe killing him may be the right thing to do, but it may not be the right thing to do now. Yes. Ah, more intrigue. When will the death come? And also, also we, we, we know that Askeladd really doesn't care who's in power as long as they leave Wales alone. Yes, but I'm pretty sure Askeladd has more of a chance of keeping Wales uh safe with Canute than with Swine. Yes. Um, also interesting that he made a really ominous foreshadowing about giving him his reward later. I am mm. questioning what that will be. Uh, yeah, and, and Swain's like, yeah, I'll out. give you, I'll just give you Cornwall. Just go, go away now. No, I'm not, like, he said he'll give uh, Canute a reward for taking Thorkel back. Mm, mm. And I'm like, okay, the way you said that sounds very mysterious. Is that reward going to be a dagger in the back? Yes, that is my question. Uh, Another interesting, uh, I don't know, plot twist that, not really plot twist, whatever. But the interesting thing that happened during this confrontation was that King Swine, like, immediately saw through Askeladd and it's like, oh, you're that guy's son. And (laughs) so this is, like, basically the first time I'm actually getting a character note from King Swine or characterization because like him immediately recognizing Askeladd's birth origin Mm. means that he is actually a very knowledgeable and uh, not witty but a very sharp observant he's very observant of what's going on around him sure that that as well Um, yes he has a lot of he knows a lot about everything that's going on in his country and everything. And he is able to recognize when, you know, it comes in front of him. So, I mean, we haven't really uh, gotten much time to know King Swine. So this is the first time I'm seeing what he is capable of. And I'm definitely seeing why he has kept his throne because even though he looks senile, he is not. Mm. Um, I mean, with to, in my defense <laughs> for that of, <laughs> statement that could be interpreted offensive, 
a lot of anime depicts stupid old people in that same way like if you are depicted as an as a in like an ugly clearly older ruler you're usually stupid <laughs> either either anime. that or you're you're depicted as out of touch yes so uh it is an anime trope. I, mean, I don't necessarily think it's like offensive or anything. I think it's just an anime trope that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So King Swine is not that. He's clearly still in touch and very, still very uh, sharp in his mind. Mm. So that yeah. is, uh, well, it's good to have, it's much better to have a, like, a properly intelligent opponent to go against or not enemy antagonist yeah it's more of an antagonist than necessarily an enemy let's go with the villain (laughs) or opponent that's the word i was looking for it's good to have an intelligent opponent because if he was a a stupid old king then this this would be a boring uh arc because who like you can't really take it seriously but since king swine is actually a, a true to his title of being wise um, I'm actually interested in seeing how you're going to outwit the king. So that is good to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after King Swine calls out Asklad, Asklad goes into like rage mode, which <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to evolve into it? <laughs> He's going to go, uh, yeah. Who's that Pokemon? It's Asklad. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, I don't even, what do you call when a Pokemon goes from one form to another? Evolution. Really? Yes. Okay. Whatever. That. He was going to do that. Listen, I don't watch Pokemon, and I am actually, didn't have a childhood. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, according to you, you're only five years old, so. That's true. But then I should know what Pokemon is, but I still don't. (laughs) isn't <laughs> my statements don't add up okay um what else happened here oh so after the whole confrontation with king swine king swine does mention that he will be wary of Askelad, um which is great foreshadowing i, I am uh, very interested it makes me more excited to see more uh swine versus Askelad. And I'm, uh, yes, very excited to see that. It's almost, it's definitely like a foreshadowing for an upcoming battle of wits, I would say. Yes, and we know that Asklad is very witty, and maybe he has met his match. Maybe not. I would love to see. Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Z. Uh huh. Yes, I will be tuning in. Um, so. A little later on in the episode, Asklad is talking to his last remaining, well, not last, one of his last remaining crew members, um, the younger brother. Mm. Um, and he tells the younger brother to uh, put down his sword and settle down with a wife and child, which... Sounds like a death flag to me. Yes, definitely. It definitely feels like a death flag. It's like putting all my ducks in a row before I, you know, 
move on to the next phase of my life in the afterlife. Um, but clearly supposed to be character building for Askeladd of being a nice person. I'm like, okay, Askeladd. Yeah. I also uh, he also gives them like a gold plated bracelet to like barter for for money. It's like, hey, take this. This should give you enough money to give you wherever you need to go. Yes. You know, when people start giving away their most cherished belongings, you know, you know they're about to die. Uh, Also, I love how he's talking to him while he's pissing. That's just perfect. That's amazing. That's not amazing. Uh, Also, watching Florvin attack a bucket, that was pretty good, too. Oh, my God. We're not going to talk about that. The gravity-defying attacking of a bucket. <laughs> so extra. He's so extra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's interesting that we're getting more death flags for Askeladd, even though he has... We've had like half a dozen so far, and he ain't dead. Yeah, he has allegedly cheated death by not dying at Thorkill's hands, but apparently he's going to have another death flag. So who knows what's going to go on with Askeladd there. Um, and then we end the episode with a short scene of Leif Erikson attending a slave market, mm. which I don't know if it's really relevant that he's at a slave market. If it is, no, but what what is relevant is where he is because it says that he's in the town of York, which is where King Swine and Canute and Thorvin and uh, Asglad are going to be very soon. Very keen of you to notice that because I did not, because girl, I don't read those subtitles, (laughs) but that does mean that an encounter is going to occur. Mm. Yes, so apparently Leaf has been looking for Thorfinn for like 10 years. I don't know how long. <laughs> Many years. So, um, yes, I am interested in seeing how uh, or what Leaf's reuniting with uh, Thorfinn will bring to the story. Um, because apparently he's relevant question mark i mean i don't know the, the whole he reason maybe... is he promised helga that he would find thorfinn ah uh, yes maybe thorfinn will be brought back to iceland and then we'll just have canutes <laughs> <laughs> just become canute saga <laughs> yes that i think wouldn't be a bad idea <laughs> necessarily yeah i mean it's definitely this final scene definitely sets us up for uh um uh, a reunion of sorts for uh leif erickson and thorfinn which i'm kind of hoping we'll see because i i want to see what happens yes i am also uh interested in seeing what happens there so i guess we'll find out in next episode so Thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and... Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) You can find us on Discord, Facebook, I know you can read. Come on, let's do it. 
and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Show, and I will see you next time. <laughs> Say goodnight, Alex. I've got four episodes left. Something's got to happen soon. That means Askeladd, Canute, Thorfinn, and Swine are going to die in each of those episodes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> let's hope not. This will be a really good... Uh, uh, you thought the ending of Varn the Franks was bad. It still is. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm never wrong. Yeah.